0: it's Jean Nathan, it's Crosstown Conversations, and I have such a delightful show for us today because I am talking with three extraordinarily creative people who are sisters and brothers, and we are um, just beginning to talk about their parents, who um, there definitely was creativity in that household. So, um, it's not totally surprising that they came out to be so creative, but what we're going to do is we're going to go by age, and Antoine Barrier is the eldest of the three, and we're going to start with him and, and, and just give you a little flavor for their creative mix, and then we're going to go around, um, uh, this next will be Trinity and then Heaven, Antoine, tell, yeah. me, um, uh, tell me just a little bit about your practice.
1: Yeah, first, thank you for having us. I appreciate you so much and highlighting my sisters and I. Um, But my name is Antoine Barrier. I am a DJ, um, visual artist, graphic designer, photographer. Um, I own the company 2020 Vision and I um, host events and parties throughout the city of New Orleans.
2: All also right. known as Antwiggity.
1: Oh yes, also known as Antwiggity or the Groove Master. Thanks, Heaven.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Heaven, for taking care of the business there. You know. Okay, <laughs> Trinity.
2: My name is Trinity Barrier. I am a 3D artist and set designer. My artist name is Intrinsic, and my company name is Intrinsically Creative. I have been doing 3D art professionally for. Um, around four years now. Um, yeah. Okay and heaven and I am Heaven Barrier. I am a film director, designer and model and I've been doing this for about two years now and I have a brand
0: name Fruit. I love all your um, your brand uh, your brands. That's it's really interesting the way you all have um, done done your job on that. So um, I'm fascinated always with all creatives about how it started, and um, I'm curious to know a little bit about your parents and the extent to which they were creative and that was part of uh, stimulating you, and then just kind of how the early days. Uh, of your dawning of yourself as a creative. So Antoine, you want to start?
1: Yes, I believe we were, Trini and I were talking about this Um, as far as our parents and how they contributed to uh, our creativity. Obviously we gone to all of these different creative branches as you mentioned, but uh, my mom, she started off in music industry, being behind the scenes. And my dad, he was in, I think the Air
0: Force? Was it the Air mm-hmm. Force? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he would build planes and he was really, really good with working with his hands and just turning whatever into something. Um, and I think that laid the foundation for my sisters and I and how we create and how we've come to do what we're doing because we just, do whatever we want and make something out of it, even if we don't feel like there's a way. So uh, I started with really just curiosity, intrigue and low key addiction to the Wii game, DJ Hero. Uh, But (laughs) that's how my my DJ career started. And um, I've been doing that ever since. I started in 10th grade. And that's what I kind of started with photography and sort of getting my eye on videos and stuff like that. But that 10th grade year really laid the foundation for what I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah, it's a mix. And um, Trinity.
2: Yeah, our dad was also a DJ, which he keeps forgetting to mention. <laughs> I, I don't like want to
0: talk too
1: long. long, you know, I want to <laughs> keep this short. Um, <laughs>
2: But yeah, our dad used to be a DJ before he was in the Air Force. So I feel like that kind of the ear for music trickled down. Um, and I understand
0: he's a pastor also, right? He is. He's right. currently
2: a pastor. Um, I, my curiosity for art, I uh, guess, began as a hobby in middle school. And it was hobby until um, maybe like my sophomore year of college where I took it up as a major and then became a professional artist. Um, but for a long time, it was just something I did on the side that was fun. I used to just draw cartoon characters that I saw, or I used to make these, um, squiggle people. I used to call them, but just with wire in 3D. Um, and then I went to schools that had, uh, advanced art programs. So I was able to experience a lot of different types of mediums. And I just played around with all of them until I kind of found my niche. and And
0: how did you find your niche and what's the niche
2: oh um,
0: it's
2: 3d art so i'm really good at seeing things in the third dimension like just in full form and i figured that out because i was a graphic design major and took a 3d art intro to 3d art class and we just had assignments that felt supernatural to me and i did the assignments like that, and I realized that everyone else just didn't understand the same way that I did. Um, so I switched my major that semester, and everything else kind of fell into place from there.
0: Yeah. So you just, you, um, I, I once heard a description of, uh, of somebody who's oh. older and famous for being a um, ceramic artist who was very revolutionary in his day, which was way back in the beginning of the last century. And he said uh, that when he put his hands on the potter's wheel, he just felt like he was ducking water and he just never stopped doing that. So there's there's something about finding that creative passion. Just give me the chills actually thinking about how you yeah. find them and heaven, you.
2: Um, I would say that my creative start, I guess started when we used to do productions at our church when we were little. So every youth month, every July, we would do really big productions. And like one year we did like a throwback. So it was like Michael Jackson, Thriller, and my mom would direct it. So just watching her direct it and us change through clothes, it was the theater aspect, but it's really love seeing the production side of it. And then, um, I didn't really know I really wanted to go into film or directing until college, but even um, this lady that we grew up with who was older than us, she was our camp counselor and I was the director for like a fake Juicy Fruit commercial. So I was always directing, but I didn't realize it until now. So I've always just been the behind the camera person.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the behind the camera person is the person who creates what we who are looking at the end product, see, right, uh, because there's the participants in the scenes, but then there is the person who is really um, calling the shots, so to speak, and, and making it all uh, develop. Um, so at, at growing up, um, was, what was your home like with all this creacti- creative activity going on?
2: <laughs> it was very free-flowing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But Trini was always like the quiet one and me and Antoine was running around. So we had like a, a moment where we were making a lot of movies and Trini just was not with it. So that was a time.
1: <laughs> I, I, think, I think also too, growing up, we had a lot of opportunity to perform build things, um, see other people directing or even teaching throughout the church since my dad and mom owned the church. That's where majority of our youth was spent. And like Kevin said, we did big production skits whether it was thriller, whether it was the nativity scene or um, even doing big dance numbers where we would have hip hop sections or stump sections. So I feel like we were always performing, always thinking creatively in the sense of theater kind of and putting on these shows for the people who were at the church. And so that also was a big part of our foundation growing up that helped to cultivate what you guys see today.
0: So I, I can't resist and say that off mic, so to speak, you guys mentioned about the net that your dad erected in the hall. And I'm, I, I, I was just getting to understand that when we went back on um, uh, uh, into our recording. So uh, I wanna hear more about that because that just sounds so kind of definitely creative in terms of raising kids.
2: It was basically a, a fishing net that you would like throw off of the side of the boat that was tacked on to both sides of the hallway. So it kind of hung like a hammock, but throughout the entire duration of the hallway. Um, and we would climb the walls, um, pressing your hands and feet up against the opposite walls, <laughs> all the way up to the top. <laughs> oh my God. And get in the net. <laughs> And there was
0: pillows at the- Oh yeah, he made
2: it like a clubhouse.
0: So it yeah. Was- yeah. It was like a tree house inside, yeah, inside. inside house. I mean, I've never heard of that before. So I, I mean, clearly your father, uh, who is, is your is, was it your father who came up with this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously a creative because, you know, let, let's be clear about what creative includes because that isn't just somebody who paints or directs or uh, DJs, it is the people who produce. So, your mom is a concert promoter, that's, that's a creative. So, I, I work on something called the creative industries and looking for ways to promote our whole creative industries here in New Orleans, which is like performing, visual, media. Um, literary, culinary, all of that is, 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 is creatives. And a lot of people don't realize the broader definition of a design. I didn't mention design. So like architecture and engineering and landscape design and interior design and and graphic arts. It's all um, creative uh, practice so um, I mean really you're, you're kind of I feel like you're just incredibly lucky that you had the creative instincts yourself and you had parents who supported you and because a lot of time parents are worried about their kids trying to make it in the creative world it's not the easiest it's it's it's, it's you love what you do and that's what makes it work but it is it's a, it's a challenge it's not like going and getting some old corporate job that you can you know do at Uh, for a long time. So um, it still takes, uh, it takes courage uh, to do what you do. To what extent do the art forms that each of you work in um, weave together between you? So in other words, to what extent does the work of one impact the other or participate in the other? Mm.
2: I think it happens pretty often, especially, um, Growing up, we stayed in the same house, so we would work in the same spaces. So if it's Antoine asking us to listen to this portion of his mix or him practicing or Kevin editing her film and asking us to look at this or she, her senior project was a film that she directed and wrote. And I was the art director for that film. Uh, Antoine was the. Was scored it. The score, He the... scored it. Um, mm-hmm. I've done work with Antoine for some of his Mix It Mondays, which are like live DJ events. Um, So I feel like there's a lot of crossover. And I think we don't even think about it as a crossover because we're a family. So it's kind of just like, I'm gonna send you this, y'all like, let me know what y'all think about it and then send it back. Like, (laughs) hey y'all, can y'all give me like two seconds, look at this picture, what y'all think? Okay, boom, I'm gone. Instead of it being just like a meeting, it's just we're constantly always sending each other ideas. What do y'all think about this? How do y'all feel about this? So it's very organic and it's really no pressure. It's just like, hey, I'm going to just text y'all this. <laughs> Please give me back some.
0: So like, oh, it's, it's kind of very synergistic collaborating is, yeah. is, is what you're doing. So that's that's so interesting. Do you all still live together in the same house? Heaven and I do. Trinity just moved out. Okay, so Trinity, um, what, h- how do you maintain this connection when you physically in another location? I guess you just pick up the phone or social yeah. media, texting.
2: <laughs> we still have a group message and I'm still at the house pretty often. I go and visit. And the other day I asked Anton, I was like, Anton, do you know how to vectorize? Because I don't know how to do this and I've been trying. Can you, <laughs> can you do this right now? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we still have the same relationship, even though we don't live in the same space anymore. Phone so phone.
0: what, I, you know, I can't, I can't resist asking this too, and this is not on my list of questions and we'll move on from it, but um, all of your friends and, and people that you work with and, and that are part of your lives, um, they must all be kind of, whoa, the barriers. Am <laughs> I mean, right? Uh, <laughs> they just they must be kind of blown away by you know. Uh,
2: I would say there's random times where people or my friends are kind of like, do you realize like your who your siblings are? Like it's something <laughs> like that. But I think the my closest friends don't really bring it up because we've all grown up together, so it's just like a big family. But for Somebody newer who's like a new friend looking outside in. It's just like, wow, y'all are really doing a lot. Even though we think that we can do more, it's just like y'all <laughs> are so really hard. doing y'all's thing. <laughs> it's like, thanks. <laughs> so small moments.
0: So that actually um, that that brings up um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, so. It sounds like, again, your support system, so to speak, or really more of your, um, just your people universe has been an important part, again, of your creative um, uh, um, world. Uh, Is that part of why you are living and working in New Orleans. And do you see that going forward as part of the development of your career? Um, a lot of people feel like at some point they have to leave here to make it work. Others have figured out how to make it here. I mean, I love the examples of people like Toussaint and and um, Terrence Blanchard and, you um, uh, you know, just a- any number of people who have managed to establish their international uh, credentials, but still be here. And then there are others who say, I got to go on, I got to move, you know, to another place to, to really get it. And, you know, they, I, I always say that it was Art Neville who coined the phrase, the big easy. Um, but my husband has, who's an artist and, and a planner, and he's a little bit more cognizant of, you know how much um, it takes to to plug ahead in the creative fields and he calls New Orleans the little difficult so because it's not exactly a business supportive city in, in some ways so tell me about living and working here and and your um, how it is how it helps you in terms of these close relationships that sound like is one of them. Um, but also uh, what the opportunities and the challenges are here and and how you think about here versus elsewhere. Gotcha. do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I think New Orleans has been a place where I know will always be my home base. And as I am growing, and even in college, um, like you said, there are people... Who said, well, you don't want to move out of town, you know, go to New York, go to California, Atlanta, so-and-so, because everybody's going to those places to strive for their dreams, right? Or they feel like the support systems may be better in those places because everybody in those different areas are striving to um, become big in areas of film, in areas of photography, DJing, music, all that kind of stuff. I think my sisters and I, like you said, have been blessed to have an amazing support system, whether it's from my family, friends, loved ones. And we've also been blessed to have grown and become developed around the creatives who are making their stamp in New Orleans right now or who have already made their stamp uh, with photographers like 504 Degrees. You know, he's an amazing photographer, one of the best in the city, but we've been knowing him for a minute now. You know, so all of the people that we've been surrounded by have been in New Orleans and are continuously showing that you don't have to leave New Orleans to get your name on the map. It might take a little longer, but you can do it, it's possible. And um, through my work, I just want people to know, you know, as people see me growing, I will never be like, oh, I'm about to move to this place because I need to make it bigger and form something out there. I would rather, I could travel out there, maybe do a show, but for the big shows that I wanna have, it's like, all right, we're gonna have it here and we're gonna get all of those names and people who are doing stuff elsewhere to come to New Orleans so that I'm also giving the creatives here the opportunity to meet those people, network with those people, because they're coming to see what we have to offer.
0: Okay, who wants to add to that? Trinity, Heaven?
2: Yeah, sure, I'll add. um, I agree about New Orleans always being my home base. Um, I don't necessarily feel like you have to leave to make it, but I do understand people who feel that way because Um, I feel like our structure as a creative city is non-existent. And I feel like it's forming, like it's becoming better, but you have to very much be willing to charter your own path and make your own connections and really um, push um, to, to make it happen. It's not a, like you said, it's not an easy thing. It's it's uncharted waters. Even though people have done it here, it's just, they don't, for some reason, the system isn't in place the way it is in New York and Cali and Atlanta. Um, But I feel like it is changing and it's shifting and I wanna be a part of that change. I want to help the other creators who are coming up under me. So I feel like I'm willing to, you know, to ride it out, to be the change that I wanna see.
0: So um, uh, let, let's talk just a little bit more about that for a minute. And, and, and Heaven, I'm sure you have something to add to that, but I'll, I'll, we'll get, move right back on to you. But um, so the system is not in place. And uh, this is something that I, I, you'll maybe be surprised or not to know that those of us who care about the creative um, economy in New Orleans, have been talking about this for a long time. I mean, I, I've been involved in forums and meetings and groups um, for decades, literally, talking about the lack of that system, the infrastructure. We, you know, we also call it the lack of a, a industry infrastructure. Um, and you, you feel like it's changing, but what is it really going to take? What, what, what do we need to have? in the way of system to support the creative fields that we don't have.
2: I think I only speak from the place that I'm in now, but I feel like there is a lot of infrastructure for high school students and people who are just starting in, the, in their beginning college years, at least for visual artists. So you have like NOCA, you have, um, what's that? I forget, there's another. Just like program for young Kips.
0: Kids. KIPS program.
2: Um KIPS, but it's I think it starts with a Y. It's
0: oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Yaya. yeah. yeah.
2: Yaya. Um even um, Studio B has something for kids. Um, but then once you hit a certain age, it's kind of like there really isn't anything anymore. There those stepping stones aren't really there. You have to really seek out the opportunities. Um, so I feel like it's the bridge. It's the, okay, you want to be an artist. You're trying to become a professional artist. And then after you make the leap, it's kind of like, okay, I'm out here. Now what? <laughs> um, so we need some more infrastructure in helping that that bridge over between I'm a student to I'm an artist.
0: Okay. Um,
2: even I, I, graduating in my arts program, like we didn't have... Classes about how to price yourself or um, seeking out consistent clients or like what it looks like in the management side of being an artist and knowing your work, stuff like that. So,
0: yeah.
2: the, the change how do I exist as a professional?
0: So just so you know, that's something that uh, I've been trying to get better funding for. We created a program, my organization, the Creative Alliance of New Orleans, created a program called Creative Futures. And it's a class in basically how to uh, develop your careers, how to get further education or training, Um, and and understanding the full scope of the kind of career opportunities there are in the creative fields. And then we created a a, um, creative business management course. And um, I'm just trying to find money to be able to replicate that and put that into a lot of schools. I think every single school should teach business, whether it's for creatives or other um, practices and, and professions. And I'm really sorry that when I was in junior high school, I had to study home ec, not business. Home ec was not interesting to me. I didn't feel like sewing or cooking. That wasn't my thing. I really regret that we didn't have um, business and that's what I think is missing and we need. And again, that's at the high school level, but it helps you see how to follow the trails when you get out of there. Because there are a lot of educational and training programs out there that can teach you how to do that business. You just have to be able to find them There's a school called Caltech, for example, in California that um, teaches that. And we have some of that in. Well, uh, one of one of you went to Loyola, at least one of you. Am I right? Evan and, Evan, I. and you also. So Lo- Loyola, to some extent, they have that business school there. I imagine that that's been helpful. And that's the kind of thing we need a lot more of. Um, what about you, Heaven? What's what what do you feel would make a difference in helping you develop your career?
2: I would say from the film aspect, just more, I guess, I don't know, it's not resources, but I know that being and working in the film industry, they say that they have a lot of spaces and they have a lot of um, positions open, but not a lot of people know where to go to fill the positions. So it's, it's all about who you know. But even if there was a, I don't know, if it's like a database or something just that you can fill out, just to see what positions are open or for people to contact you to let you know that these sets need people. Um, I'm in a group need that sends out different positions, but if you aren't in that, or you just don't have a contact, you're just swimming in open water. So I think just some type of database would be nice for the film industry. You know, the film industry in New Orleans is bigger than it has ever been down here. Um, it's
0: huge, you know, we're one of the top four in the country.
2: Yeah, it's huge now, Um, but yeah, they're always, even when I was on set, they hire a lot of people outside of New Orleans just because they don't know how to reach people and people in New Orleans don't know how to reach them. So
0: there's a disconnect within the city. Um, Antoine, do you want to add anything for, anybody want to add anything about this? Because this this is the core, this is the crux. What do we have to do to better support our creatives and I, I do want to uh, my next question is going to be basically to to share with me when I'm just beginning to learn about how many people there are who are developing creative practices and and, and are entrepreneurial and and starting businesses because um, i I, I'm, I was assuming that there's folks out there doing it but I I'm I'm already just in the past few weeks of Jamima introducing me to some folks, realizing there's a lot more of you out there than I had any idea. So tell me tell me about let's 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 move into that question. Tell me about the creative professional business universe of younger people in New Orleans. It's booming. It's booming.
1: It's booming. Yeah, um, I. In, in 2019, I started saying to myself and to some of my close friends, I felt like New Orleans was going through a renaissance. And hmm. you, you're really kind of seeing the, the tip of the iceberg right now. I mean, I'm in this collective called Global Warming and it's oh, a global, global warming, mm-hmm. GBL, uh, well, GLBL. W-R-M-N-G, no vowels. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. But yes, founded by Pell, um, Nate, Suave Cameron, and Juan Yusuf, all New Orleans grown and raised, but um, they we've come out with an album last year. I think it's been a year now. But the collective is created and formulated by artists, whether rappers, singer, photographers, music industry, business um, moguls, DJs such as myself, producers, it's just a lot of different people within the creative community that we've formulated this collective to push on the push back against what we're talking about right now you know saying that new orleans isn't a place where people can get things done or new orleans isn't a place of resources we formulated that group to help each other out and to answer your question that kind of answers your question a little bit before but i think that's a part of it people helping each other we giving each other information on how we did something so that they can do the things that they're trying to do Um, so right now, the creative
0: young groups are really doing a lot. Um, give give me some sense of, 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 of dimensions of quantities. I mean, you know, I I was around, I I can't, I'm, I'm originally from the South um, Bronx. I like to. It's uh, not exactly the South as the South Bronx, <laughs> And uh, I didn't really admit it so much until Cardi B and AOS and um, J Lo came along. And I say, oh, oh, those, that, those, those are my homegirls. That's who I am because I'm a little <laughs> brash, and people here don't quite understand me sometimes because you know this is kind of a southern thing, and I'm not southern in that way. But um, yeah. when I first came here in the early '70s. Um, there was a certain, I, I don't know, no, they wouldn't have used the word collective, but there was a community, you know, the Nevilles, the meters, the two cents, the Dr. Johns, the um, Professor Longhair and so on. It's a, a whole different generation. So as as those folks have been kind of, you know, some of them unfortunately dying and others um, uh retiring or living elsewhere or just it's changing um I've been sort of saying well okay well who's coming in who's coming in so then you have your sort of the big stars the uh Baptiste you know John Baptiste and the and the trombone shorties and I know about them and how can you not but um especially John Baptiste and his video freedom that just blew my mind away I don't know have you seen it have all of you seen it yes okay well that's um, that was important for me because I was in the process of starting to play in a dance festival. My back, my practice, my background is actually in dance, and uh, I just said, "Oh yeah, that is why we're here." That's the, that's that's a picture of it. Um, but but um, this this so, it's so much deeper and younger, and um, and and you all are what they were then, and so um, what what is what are the numbers like? I mean. How uh, not just specifically in your collective, Antoine, say or your crew, your film crew, heaven or Trinity, the clients that you have for your your work. Um, give me some sense of of, of the. Uh, um, you you seem you seem to be implying when you use words like renaissance and and um, and and say that it, it's really you know that there's a lot of people. Uh, give me some sense of numbers. Is that possible? <laughs> oh I don't know
1: if I can give you a specific number but this is what I can say between those groups of people that I mentioned earlier that I felt like we grew up with and we developed with and people who we've gotten to know over these past few years everybody's doing something you know at a, level of,
2: excellence.
1: At a level of excellence um and it's to the point now where okay you have friends that used to live in New Orleans and have uh, moved to Baton Rouge while well, Trini went to LSU. So I've become a little bit more familiar with the Baton Rouge community. And then they have things that they're doing out in Baton Rouge that I know that people travel for from New Orleans to go see or go experience and same vice versa. People are coming from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. So the creative community in all of these different mediums are doing something whether it's photography. You see a lot of photographers getting their work on billboards, um, like uh,
2: museums too,
1: and museums. Uh, I feel like I can go on and on about this, and I know we're in a time schedule. I but- know. I,
0: you know what? I I, I want to hear more. So don't. <laughs> and anybody chime in when you want to. This is this is the heart of what I need to know about because I mean I have enormous uninformed faith that this can and should happen but the big question is you know to what extent is it happening and how do I help it and I can't I have to tell you guys and this is this goes to the issue of racism but I have too damn many white people who think that New Orleans is going down the drain because of the you know, what we hear about from the local media, which is tragic. And I just had a meeting with a PR woman today. My background, my, my bread and butter is really PR, right? So we were talking about how how can we get the media in this town to talk about something other than sports and shootings? It's not just about sports and shootings. There is a tremendous amount of economic activity going on here, creative economic activity. What do we have to do to get them on television and radio and social media to talk about that and not just shooting. And somebody would say, well, you know, they're gonna to have to cover that. They say, you know, I don't know that they have to. I used to produce, I worked for WDSU and I used to produce the weekend news. And I didn't do that. I didn't cover every shooting that happened over the weekend. I would do profiles on artists. I, I honestly, unfortunately, I was the only one who ever did that, that I know of on the weekend shows. But the weekend shows you have, you have about more like 20 minutes of airtime for news because you have less advertising than you have during the week. So I took advantage of that, but that's rare. And so that's something that we really have to work on. But I need to understand, again, you're telling me that this is this is really happening. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and we need to figure out what do we have to do to call more attention to it and build on it and grow it. So I, I, I wanna talk about this more than almost anything. So please, Y'all jump in.
2: I think it's moments like these that um, start the ball rolling, that get people to pay attention to the things that are going on. Because I feel like uh, in terms of the Renaissance, it's like the underground scene becoming above ground. Cause like for three or four years now, most of the parties and events I go to, if you're not from New Orleans or in the creative scene, then 90% of the time you don't know that they're happening. but they're happening and they're packed and the artists that are there are inspiring and great, Um, but I think it takes for people to have like intentions about looking at New Orleans for the beauty that's there rather than just the shootings because it's here, it's existing, and it's vibrant and amazing, Um, and like artists like the Global Warming Collective, they performed at um, French Quarter Fest. Like you know, they're here very much so in a loud and impactful way. Um, but people just have to pay attention.
1: And at that was party. the first hip hop showcase ever at uh, French Quarter Fest. Yeah. So a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, just like you were saying, the news is always showing the negative side of the city. A lot of people are scared to come down here. Like, yeah, I'm gonna come down here for Essence or just to eat the good food, but I'm out of here after that. So you're not (laughs) just gonna come down here just, just because. So I think that giving more artists a platform, and then also, I know even a lot of big artists take our culture and don't really give us the credit that it's due. So doing that, you don't highlight New Orleans at all. It's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to use this bounce beat. But that didn't really come from New Orleans. You only know if you're from New Orleans that that's a New Orleans bounce beat. So little things like that will, if they gave us the credit for it, will advance us to a better, bigger platform. So I think just little steps can help us just add know
0: it. i i wanted to do um an article in the new york times about beyonce's new um i don't remember whether it was all about the album or it was just that one song that she had just posted you know kind okay. of fries out there i think it was the, it was the, i think it was the one song and here Keith Spira, who has some of the rights for the uh, paper, he is one of the few people in the mainstream media who has a clue what's going on. And so he talked about Big Frida, but in this article in the New York Times, it was all about some other artist that she had also featured, and Big That's Frida funny. was just a mention. And also, I've got to ask you something. So twerking, okay? So I don't, I, I don't know which is just. Um, the ass shaking that I'm familiar with in New Orleans versus what's on um, what's on um, uh, TikTok that's called twerking but to me the first time I ever saw it was here so am I wrong that it started here and now they call it something and they say it's from everywhere and it's on TikTok and so that you know, you can't a lot of times trends in music I mean I know from, I was a go go dancer back in the 60s and there was always a new dance and I was always like really proud that I knew what the new dance was, and who know where the hell it came from. You know it just it just all of a sudden oh that's the dance that's the move you got to know how to do. So, explain to me about that. So, first of all, just educate me about quote twerking. So, no, so I-
1: I agree with you on a, on the fact that you know I think every artist should get the appropriate amount of time, especially if they contributed to a song, um, especially that's genre bending. When we talk about Beyonce's song that's coming out right now, "Break My Soul," it starts that's off, with the, yeah, Big Frida's, uh bounce part, you know, into house. Um, haven't really been heard before the song is doing amazing uh what i do like about these different instances is that people are becoming familiar with new orleans bounce artists you know i think i've become more upset when they use the beat and have people produce them who have no ties to new orleans at all right um but when you use the people who help cultivate this sound and use and pay for the services of people who are native to New Orleans, I think then you're doing right by, um, not buying into, but helping promote- Recognizing. Forward what we already have going on to make it worldwide. So. Artists like Beyonce, Drake, they've both used bounce songs and created bounce songs within the past couple of years. But I feel like they've done it in the right way. You know, you see Frida, you see uh, who did Drake use? I can't remember if it was, it wasn't,
0: Uh,
1: I can't remember right now.
0: Juvenile? Didn't he use Juvenile?
1: He mm-hmm. did, he did. He did yeah. use one of the uh one of his songs. Yeah.
0: But you know, in those yeah, that makes me feel that I knew something that you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I gotta yeah.
1: refresh you my- you knew it, you just didn't pull it
0: out. Yeah, I know. Sometimes um, you don't pull it out. But mind. yeah, I
1: think I think in those instances, you are doing right by the city because people who are really into music are gonna look up, okay, like where did this come Oh Yeah,
0: from? right. Yeah. You know,
1: who is this? What is this sound? And you know you can look back in the credits and see, all right, cool, this song was sampled, or it features, blah 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 blah. Um, so in those instances, I think it's I think it's cool because those artists of that magnitude, they're only going to help shine light on a genre that the world may not know yet. Versus, oh, I created the sound, I am the soul of where this came from, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I got you. Now, let, let me go do a slightly different permutation on this. So okay. the other thing that I'm concerned about is that all people talk about in terms of New Orleans is music and food. They really don't talk as much about our visual arts, our architecture, our, um, uh, again, you know, our visual, our, our graphic arts, our, um Uh, filmmaking, uh, our our other creative practices. So I'm concerned about, again, um, making sure that the word gets out more about them. I mean, we have a huge architectural community in New Orleans and it's not a lot of people think all we do is fix up old houses. We do that, but we also have contemporary forms of architecture out there that people are doing. And um, uh, I feel like we need to really make sure that we take more, give that more attention. Or our landscape. I mean, uh, maybe it's just because I come from, you know, concrete and steel in, in the city, in New York. And so one of the reasons I live here, in all honesty, it's not just food and music and architecture, but it is, I'm looking out of my window right now at a great big fat Chinese palm tree that's dominating my entire view if I was in New York right now I'd be looking at another building so that's something that I don't think we pay much enough attention to or look at all those great big sculptural live oaks that we have and then people whether they have this much land in front of their house they're going to have something growing out there and, and, and 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 the mother in the house or someone is going to have rose bushes or they're going to have you know other plants that they put in we don't give enough credit to folks who are dealing with our landscape either I just feel like all the creative practices are still the best kept secret so Trinity that this is I'm talking about you right so there you are doing the kind of um, creative work that you do and how many people think about New Orleans in terms of doing that kind of work
2: I don't necessarily I think I think about it that way. I feel like New Orleans is the place that I'm from, um, but I don't necessarily uh, look to be sought after because I am a New Orleanian. Um, I want my practice and my work to speak for itself, and I think that it has so far. Um, All the clients that I have, that have found me or have reached out through other people that I have worked from it's my work that has spoke on its own they didn't reach out because I'm from New Orleans um so I do understand what you're saying you're saying you don't feel like it stands out for that specifically but I feel like you feel it when you're here like you don't necessarily hear anyone talking about the grandeur of the the oaks but you see people sitting in city park and you know that they feel it you see this in everyone's front yard, not because it happens to be there, but because it's something that we love. You see the architecture and it's something that people revere, it's in movies, it's in, it is just the heart of New Orleans. And I think that's something that people don't quite understand. Um, You don't have to talk about it. You feel it.
0: Uh, Let me clarify, I'm not necessarily saying that the most important thing is to say that that's New Orleans, but just that you have a lot of other art forms happening here that people are not that aware of for themselves, uh, on their own merits.
2: Yeah. And I feel like um, set design in general is kind of uh, an underlooked path, especially as a freelancer. Um, So... I don't know,
0: I feel like me, myself, I'm still kind of figuring it out. You know, I wanna hook you up with somebody, a guy named Jeff Becker, who does set design, who is, um, he's a little older and he's been around and he does a lot of it, but he works with a lot of different folks and younger folks. And uh, I, I'm gonna hook you up with him because it, that's his field and you may find what he knows and has to offer interesting. What are your, each of your future uh, objectives, big project coming up, we're we're closing in on our, our, hour, believe it or not. And um, uh, I want you to just tell me um, where things are going for you. What's, what's next on, what's next on your list of to-dos, so to speak, creatively, or what is your ultimate, and, or what is your ultimate goal or objective? Who wants to start let's go backwards Heaven.
2: Um, ultimate goal for life that's what you mean.
0: Or well just, for your creative practice.
2: Um, my ultimate goal I would say is to be able to do whatever I want with whatever medium and be able to produce that in an excellent way and be able to have the resources to, um, yeah, produce it. I think that's my ultimate goal. No, no barriers. Um, if I want it, I got it. That's the ultimate goal. Okay, Trinity. Um, I think my next step goal is to um, have a solo show and I um, have a what? I'm sorry. A solo show. Mm-hmm. And, um, my preferred medium is installation art. So that's art that is fully immersive and feels like you're walking inside of a different world. Um, so you can be looking out for that.
0: Are you, uh, familiar with the residency program at the Contemporary Arts Center? Vaguely. Check into it. Okay. they are into what you're talking about. And they have residencies. I think you could have studio space in there for several months. And then whatever you produce is then um, presented. Actually, it would be very interesting if the four of you could, the three of you caught myself, three of you could, um, I, I, it's probably not possible because it's, it's not what how the they're set up. It's set up on an individual. Although I think they have worked with collectives but um you, you need to check into the CAC residency program. Also the one, the Joan Mitchell residency program on Bayou Road. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I've heard of oh,
2: it. Huh? I've heard of that as well.
0: You've heard of it. Okay, so that's another um uh something that you should be checking into. Okay, Antoine.
1: Yeah. Um what am I looking at doing next? Really building up some other events that I have planned, whether it be David's dance or the skating, the skating event. That I, uh, skating.
0: Yeah, I love skating? skating.
1: Yeah, I love skating.
0: Um, I once skated from, from uh, uh, down a country road, between um, Butte La Road. I don't know, about 10 miles myself on the old-fashioned um, roller not not super super old-fashioned but you know the
1: yeah roller skating
0: roller skates yeah yeah anyway, I haven't
1: skated sk- that long but uh skating. I have gained a, a more more knowledge for the skating scene as far as music and how that um, how those sets should be played so that's two things that I am Working on developing to become as big as my event called energy. So,
0: so, so let me just understand. So that's happening here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to look into that further. I um y'all are just opening my eyes and uh um and 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 I appreciate it so much. And I, I believe in, in you and what you're doing, and I think you are going to um, make sure that New Orleans uh, and the creatives here survive and, and uh, grow. So um, this has been very important uh, for me to hear. And um, you're gonna air, if, if you don't know this, on Friday at noon,
1: that's yes, when you'll
0: be live. Um, and then it'll be on SoundCloud. And the video that I'm shooting, um, I, I've been keeping all of my Zoom interviews, which I started doing because of COVID, I'm saving them all on video. So one of these days I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with all these videos. But in the meantime, um, you will be heard. You know, uh, WBOK also does Facebook Live. I'm not sure. Um, uh, It seems like sometimes and sometimes it doesn't work. So you might check that out when you're on 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 Friday. So um, I want you to stay in touch, please, guys, and, and tell me about things you're doing so that we can put it in our coming attractions in our newsletter, because I think you know that we do a newsletter also, it comes out on Thursdays or the very latest Friday morning. Um, And uh, we don't have them all available online. That's one of my goals, but I need need help doing that. I don't have uh, the money to pay somebody to actually do that. So I'm trying to figure out how to get it done because I've been on the air now since 2014, a show a week. Um, anywhere from two to five people a show. So I've interviewed a whole lot of people in the thousands and um, I I really would like to make it more available online. But I I want you to stay in touch and and tell me what you're up to and about other people too, about your collective, but about other things that you know are going on because um, people need to understand that there is what you said, a creative renaissance going on and it's not all just about shootings and carjackings and sports as you may tell i'm not the biggest sports fan so oh my gosh he has a dog too so i've, I've locked mine in the bedroom he's a blue gaoler and you can't shut him up once he starts so I, I hide him away when i'm doing these zooms thank you so so much um i'm going to sign off both with you but also with my audience um everybody out there crosstowners i hope you enjoyed the show Listen, y'all need to sign up for the newsletter. We now finally have a damn subscribe button on there. It's (laughs) taken us forever to get that organized. Um, My stepdaughter is uh, so good at her doing her (laughs) newsletter that she makes the six figures from advertising. Think about that. And and I'm actually paying for this out of my social security check, so I got to do better but um, I, I look forward to uh, hearing from you. Keep me informed and uh, let's uh, make some more things happen. I, I believe in what you're trying to do. Thank you, Antoine, Trinity Heaven. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been great talking with y'all and um, uh, everybody out there, oh. cross-towners, please check in. You got something coming up you wanna promote? Do it. Yeah,
1: I have a show on August 19th at the Ace Hotel, under the name of Energy, curated hey, by that's my
0: big. Ace Hotel, yeah. Yeah, oh,
1: I've been having it a a for a year now over there. August
0: nineteenth, what time? Ten thirty to two a.m. And what's it called? Energy. Energy. You're gonna send me your um, your e flyer so we can put yeah. it in on. Oh, out. Know, that's good enough. Okay. Anybody else want to promote anything real quick? Yes, yeah, awesome. but.
2: Part of an art showcase next weekend, Sunday, July 31st. So I'm going to be selling some prints. And um, that's from 6 to 9 p.m. at NOLA
0: Spaces. And I can see that flyer. NOLA Spaces. Six to what? Nine? Nine, Sunday. July 31st. Yeah. Okay, done. We'll have that in. But if you send me the flyer, I'll get it in the newsletter. Um, and you all have my email address so you know how to reach me. And uh, you have my phone number too, right? Or you can get it from Jamima. Okay. Um, lots of luck, everybody. Keep Thank going. You. Keep keep so keep much. on keeping it on. Yeah.
2: Okay.